NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota racing team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like sixth grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race for a thousand position. Got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Be ready, green flag, green flag. Brought to you by Xfinity, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud partner of NASCAR. By Whelan, on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. By Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. And by Blue Emu. Blue Emu's family of products supports healthy muscles and joints, is family-owned, and made here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here's your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you for yet another weekly get-together. Seems like in the last handful of weeks or so, it's all been about iRacing. All the drivers have hopped online. They've raced with fans. They've had the Pro Invitational. You've got all these iRacing efforts going on out there. Well, on today's show... We're going to visit with Executive Vice President and Executive Producer of iRacing, Steve Myers. He's going to join us for an extended conversation and give us Give us the skinny on iRacing. Plus, we'll hear a piece of the latest podcast of Corey LaJoy's Sunday Money podcast. Former Cup Series crew chief and Fox Sports analyst Larry McReynolds will stop by and talk about what he's been doing during this quarantine. Plus, we'll have another 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson and much more. But first, NASCAR Today Midday's Kyle Ricky is here with some breaking news on the NASCAR front, along with more on what's been trending following the Easter weekend. Kyle, what do you have for us? Cup Series driver Kyle Larson has been suspended from NASCAR following his use of a racial slur on a live stream during an iRacing event this past Sunday night. The behavioral penalty NASCAR issued Monday cited sections 12.1 and 12.8, which are general procedures and member conduct guidelines. NASCAR also said in a statement that Larson must attend sensitivity training. The sanctioning body released the following statement, quote, NASCAR has made diversity and inclusion a priority and will not tolerate the type of language used by Kyle Larson during Sunday's iRacing event, unquote. The statement continued with, quote, Our member conduct guidelines are clear in this regard, and we will enforce these guidelines to maintain an inclusive environment for our entire industry and fan base, unquote. Following the suspension by NASCAR, Larson's sponsors began terminating their relationship with him. McDonald's, Credit One Bank, 
Clover and Chevrolet all announced that they would no longer support Larson, which in turn forced Chip Ganassi Racing to end its contract with a six-time Cup Series winner. Larson took to his personal Twitter account Monday with this apology. Yeah, I just want to say I'm sorry. Um, you know, last night I made a mistake and said the word that should never, ever be said. And um, you know, there's no excuse for that. You know, I wasn't raised that way. You know, it's just an awful thing to say. And I feel very sorry for my family, my friends, my partners, the NASCAR community, and especially the African-American community. You know, I understand the damage is probably unrepairable, and you know, I own up to that. Um, but I just wanted to let you all know how sorry I am. And you know, I hope everybody is, is staying safe during these crazy times. Thank you. As of now, Larson is out of a ride for the 2020 season and will remain indefinitely suspended by NASCAR until completing a sensitivity training course. Racing is still on hold due to the coronavirus pandemic. In other virtual online racing news, Chase Briscoe won the iRacing Short Track Showdown Challenge at the virtual Martinsville Speedway this past Friday. The event was broadcast live on NBCSN, where fans saw Briscoe hold off a hard-charging William Byron in the closing laps. On Saturday, NBCSN again broadcasted an online virtual iRacing event, this time in the IndyCar Series, where retired NASCAR Cup Series star and 15-time most popular driver Dale Earnhardt Jr. finished third. Yes, you heard that right. Jr. finished third in an IndyCar with some help from Fuel Strategy. Here's his reaction post-race. You know, I had fun racing all those guys. A lot of those guys were pretty ticked off about how the strategy worked out for them. That uh, wreck on the front straightaway at the start sort of took a bunch of guys uh, down pit road and, and put us a bu- put a bunch of us in in fuel mileage mode. And uh, so the fastest cars didn't win. The best sim racer today probably didn't win. But um, this is as close as I'll probably get to the real thing. And that's why I like it. You know, I can do it from the comfort of my own home. And I'm racing against guys that are real race car drivers. All the customers on iRacing. Enjoy the service because you never know where you're going to drop into a race and see Will Power or Scott Bloomquist or some of the best racers across the globe. Simon Pagano went on to win the virtual IndyCar race held at Michigan International Speedway. I'm Kyle Rickey, and those are just some of the topics trending in the world of NASCAR. For more on these stories, plus others, visit MRN.com. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, Steve Myers, Executive Vice President of iRacing, joins us to discuss the company's high demand during the coronavirus outbreak. Stick around. That and more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope. It's Geico. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. State law. Hey there, it's Hall of Fame driver Rusty Wallace for Blue Emu. After spending nearly a quarter of a century in a race car, I know what it means to be banged up and bruised up. As Wallace spins, Wallace... That's why I reach for Blue Emu products to support my muscles and joints. Blue Emu is known for quality and innovation. And Blue Emu is one of the few muscle and joint brands that is 100% owned, distributed, and manufactured in the USA. For Hall of Fame relief, reach for Blue Emu. Works fast and you won't stink. 
iRacing's executive vice president and executive producer, Steve Myers, joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Check out MRN.com for a podcast series called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR. 25 years and still trucking. We'll take you back to some great races. Here they come. They're crashing in the back at the line. Mike Skinner wins it. Some wild moments. Brendan gone gets turned around and slams hard into the inside retaining wall. And the stories that go with them. We lost the championship, but there was a lot of ugly things that went on behind the scenes. Ended a lot of friendships, actually, to this day. Download the shows for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. Do you have a car, truck, boat, or other vehicle that's seen better days, but you're not sure what to do with it? Turn your clunker into a chunk of change in support of children's health care initiatives when you donate it to the NASCAR Foundation. It's simple and free. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to have your vehicle towed and auctioned off. You get a tax deduction, and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Put your vehicle to good use for the kids by donating it today. Call 844-NASCAR-9 today. That's 844-NASCAR-9. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. You know, the big word lately has been iRacing. We've seen a lot of it. It's taken on a totally different importance now than what it had before. And quite frankly, there's a lot of excitement around it now. And to join us to talk about it is the executive vice president and executive producer at iRacing, Steve Myers. Steve, welcome to NASCAR Live. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. Oh, so glad that you're here. You've, uh, you and your team and your platform have provided us a lot of enjoyment and a lot of excitement over the years, but it seems like it's taken on even more importance now. What's going on around the halls of iRacing or in the virtual halls of iRacing these days? Well, yeah, we're, uh, we've turned into a full-time broadcasting company. That's what's turned into, <laughs> um, you know, yeah, it's been, it's been a crazy month, three or four weeks here where, you know, we're just every day we're, you know, trying to pound out a new idea for a TV show or, or execute on uh, a plan for a race. You know, I mean, it's um, it's it's been pretty wild. <laughs> so many things to ask you about. First of all, we'll start with the TV show that you're referring to. NASCAR on Fox has been airing things. You've had you've had other quote unquote shows as well. When folks hunker down and they watch it on Sunday afternoon and they watch what um, our folks at, at Fox are presenting. How are they getting that? How does that work? How do you know what quote-unquote cameras to cut to? Give us the behind-the-scenes of what folks have been taking in on the weekend. Yeah, so, we, I mean, we've been very fortunate in that, you know, we've been working on this for, for 16 years. Uh, you know, we've been doing these broadcasts for 11 years with NASCAR alone uh, with our eSports uh, series. And so, you know, when, when this all, you know, started – the reason why we were able so quickly to execute on it was because we've been doing it. And, you know, we've had the relationship with NASCAR. Uh, we had the relationship with the drivers who are, you know, a lot have been using the software since they were kids. And, and so, you know, it was more, it was the, the work was really in how do we get the, our broadcast studio up here in Massachusetts talking with the broadcast studio and, in Charlotte. And, uh, you know, that first week going into Homestead, it was, it was a lot of, um, technical discussions between Drew Adamson, who's kind of runs our, our broadcast room and, and the, and the engineers down in, in Charlotte to the point where we didn't even do our first live broadcast until, uh, Friday night, uh, the first rehearsal, the Friday night before the Homestead race. 
Um, and so then we rolled into Homestead and we had a successful show. And at this point, it's now just kind of more refining it. You know, uh, Mark Smith, who's kind of the producer down in, in, in uh, Charlotte, is calling what to, up to Drew. You know, we're, they're all communicating on TeamSpeak and kind of, um, you know, all of the, the camera guys, everyone, they're all remote. There's only two guys that are in our broadcast room. Uh, that's running the equipment in in our office, and they are sending about ninety percent of what you see on TV down to Charlotte, where they're putting the the commentary on top, uh, you know, doing the commercials and and the videos and the intros. All of that is being done out of Charlotte, but ninety percent of what you're seeing on Sundays on your TV screen are coming from our Boston offices, and then most of it is being done from a couple machines in there that people are remoting into. And manipulating to give you all those different camera shots and um, you know graphics and standings, all of that. When did this start? A lot of folks think that this just popped up. You said yourself, it's been around for 16 years. You've been involved with NASCAR for 11. But what was the genesis of this? When did this officially, officially uh, first come into being? So, if you're talking about the, uh, the Invitational Series, so what that really started on you know the thursday night before the atlanta race is you know when i think we the world kind of started shutting down uh, i think the nba shutting down was kind of the first real indicator that something uh you know big was was happening here and and uh it was interesting i think at that point uh, nascar decided to just not have fans at atlanta uh and so that was on thursday afternoon and and you know, I, I, I was talking to NASCAR that whole entire time and, and quietly they were like, you know, we're not even sure that we're not even sure this race is going to happen. Uh, so I think we had already kind of started formulating some ideas. And then Dale Jr. actually uh, got in touch with me that night and said, hey, um, just so you know, Jeff Gordon just reached out to me and asked for your contact information because they seem to be really uh, interested in the idea of doing something on TV. And, and so, you know, we, we get through the night on Thursday night, and we kind of already really started sketching out what we would do if this really, you know, presented itself, and came up with a plan for the Invitational. And then on Friday, when finally the the race was canceled, I got a, a text message from Eric Shanks, and and Eric said, uh, you know, hey, I'm I'm jumping on a flight. Uh, I'd love to chat with you tonight because, uh, you know, I have some ideas of maybe doing something with iRacing on TV. And I said, well, great. I've been waiting for your message because uh, I've already got pretty much sketched out and we're already recruiting drivers. So uh, we talk, I talked to him that Friday night, and then it's just been straight through ever since, just, uh, you know, planning and executing. And I'm sure that a lot of race fans are thankful for all that planning and all that execution. What about the platform itself? How far back does that go, and how did that come to be? So we, you know, I think this is it's a very long story, uh, and I'll try to keep it to the quick version of it, but uh, we used to be a company called Papyrus Racing Games, and our co-founder was uh, is Dave uh, Kemmer, and he co-founded Papyrus back in the 80s. And, and he's always, um, you, you know, made authentic racing simulations on the PC. And we made NASCAR and IndyCar titles all the way through the early 2000s. And in 2003, uh, Electronic Arts, uh, who was our competitor at the time, um, uh, got an exclusive license to NASCAR. And, and, and ultimately what that happened was is that, uh, you know, the Papyrus Studio got shut down. Uh, and John Henry, principal owner of the Red Sox and Rash Fenway Racing, um, who was a big advocate of ours and, and was very uh, interested in the, in the software, partnered with Dave. We bought the source code from Papyrus, 
we hired all the development staff and we started iRacing in 2004 with the idea of creating the most authentic racing simulation that you, you could possibly make. But also John's real passion was trying to create the virtual sport of sim racing. And so I think the what was really great about that is that if you look back um, you know, 16 years ago, esports wasn't even a word that existed. And so the fact that you know, John had this vision for creating this kind of competitive environment with racing in the digital space was kind of, you know, groundbreaking in that sense. And so because we have built all of that into our platform to be able to, to race 300, you know, 365 days a year, seven days a week, um, 24 hours a day, you know, any, anywhere in the world, um, having that all built into our platform you know, and having the realistic racing aspects of it kind of perfectly aligned us to be in this position where now that esports has exploded, you know, all of our, you know, esports that we've been doing for 11 years now are just perfect content um, for people that are now interested in watching these competitive games online. And so I think it positioned us perfectly. So when this moment came where now TV is looking for content, it was very easy for us to, to move what we're doing in the digital space into the linear space. More coming up with Steve Myers, Executive Vice President of iRacing. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I- I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change. Like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Trusted to perform. Hi folks, Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. We're in the championship, baby, yeah! And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. We continue our conversation with iRacing's Steve Myers next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Now we're uh, easy top 10 car. Before you dive into the race weekend, get up to speed with MRN Out Loud. That is what makes an extraordinary team. I'm Woody Kane, inviting you to join me every Thursday as we talk to NASCAR drivers and crew chiefs about the coming weekend's race. There, there's a lot that we've been working on. And let you know when and where to hear MRN's coverage from the track. It's one of the older race surfaces we go to. Gear up for the race when you catch MRN Out Loud streaming every Thursday at MRN.com or wherever great podcasts are found. Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706, 800-242-1706. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. 
Welcome back to NASCAR Live. We continue our conversation with Steve Myers of iRacing. Steve, of course, is the executive vice president of the online simulation racing platform. Steve, iRacing.com has not only caught the eye of television, but now there's gaming. Fantasy is also attached to that. You ever think there will come a day when fantasy or a gaming element would be tied to what you do? You know, it's funny. I've wanted to do a gaming aspect of this for a long time, but we have our laundry list of projects to do on the website and on the, on the sim side is so long that we just have never had a chance to do it ourselves. So it is pretty cool to see that part of it. I, I think the thing that's a little bit surprising to me is is the gambling um, part of it. I think uh, that that's you know taking a giant leap off uh, off uh, the wall into the unknown because I think you know it's. Um, that seems to be has rushed into this the spotlight uh, because there's no other sports and people want stuff to bet on. So um, that one was I definitely think took me for surprise, and um, it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. Yeah, you're right about that. That's still in its infancy stage. Steve, I want to ask you about the clarity and the precision of the simulation. We hear drivers say. Yeah, you know, when I run this track, it's exactly like that bump in one and two. It's it, it's there, and you know, there's a lot of landmarks, and and it's very crisp, and it is very very accurate. How do you go about making it that way? That was one of the things that we when we started the company, we really put a lot of time and effort into, and and we you know we got into laser scanning before anyone else uh, in in this digital space of you know creating games. And, um, you know, so that very early on, I'd say 2005, 2006, you know, we bought a laser scanner and we take that to all of the racetracks and we laser scan the tracks so that they're digitally perfect. So every bump, every curb, every wall, every building, every light post, every fence, everything is exactly perfect where it should be in the real world uh, on the day that we went and collect that data. And so... Somebody, you know, if somebody say going into turn one at Richmond uses a building or a light pole as a reference point as they get later into a run as to where they need to make a you know turn in to to get the proper arc through the corner. All of those things are in the virtual space, so that's why I think it's so easy for these drivers to come in and use our platform to not only train but uh, you know but also to kind of get racecraft and experience like. You know, how do I, on worn tires, get around, you know, a different line around the track? You know, all of those are things that, you know, race car drivers can't do practice that anymore. You, they, they don't get testing anymore. They don't, um, you know, you can't go to a Dick's Sporting Goods and, and buy a race car off the rack to, to go run around in your backyard. And if you could, you, you know, you need a pretty big bank account to do it. So I think our platform lends itself to, you know, getting people interested in racing and being able to practice and and use the product to help themselves professionally because we put so much effort into recreating these things as, as perfectly as possible. A lot of folks think that this is NASCAR only, but there are other forms of motorsports. What all do you have and what all kinds of racing can one engage in at iRacing.com? Oh, you can do everything you can think of uh, all the way from <laughs> Off, you know, it's the the four wheel drive off road trucks to to rally cars to uh, Formula One cars to Indy cars to V eight supercars to sports cars uh, to open wheel cars and ranging all the way from you know legends cars up to cup cars to uh, you know Skip Barber um, school car to um, an F one car. I mean, there's everything in between. 
And I think that's the beauty about what we have as a product is that, you know, we're not solely reliant on one particular type of racing to help us as a business and, and support our customer growth. Um, because we're doing a little bit of everything, there's something for everyone's desire on our platform. So, you know, but, but it's also very interesting from a just a social you know, aspect in that, you know, we watch it all the time that, you know, we'll see particularly Europeans that have never had any interest in NASCAR because you, you're exposed to it in our in our platform and because you get a Legends car and a street stock and some ovals in your base, you know, content. You know, these guys are going out and trying and understanding that, oh, you know, it's not just a bunch of guys turning left and rush out of traffic. Like this is actually takes a, a specific skill set and there's much more that goes into it than people can realize from just sitting on a couch and watching it on TV. And I think that's one of the things that we love is to see, you know, new fans of different types of racing series can be found in our product. Um, and that makes us very, uh, you know, gives us a lot of pride that we're not only just creating something that's fun and that may be a tool for professional racers, but we're also creating a platform where our partners are getting new fans and making, uh, you know, their type of racing uh, visible globally in a way that really no other platform can do. For the listener out there that is moved to want to become an iRacer, where do they start? And what kind of resources are available out there for them to learn what they need so they can get online and join us and race and have fun too? Yeah, it's easy. I mean, you just go to our website at www.iracing.com. Um, all of the information that you need to know to, you know, what kind of computer you need to what kind of hardware you need can all be found right there on our, on our website. And you can try it, sign up for a month for less than $10 right now. Um, and to just try it and see if it, if it works for you, if your computer can handle it. Um, most people probably, if you have a PC in your home, a desktop PC, it probably can handle running the software. Um, and then it's just a matter of, you know, you know, you can go on Amazon or, or Best Buy and for less than $300, just get a simple wheel and pedal set that you can clamp to your desk uh, and join in the racing. You go to our website, you sign up for an account, you download the software within 20 minutes, you can be on track racing. Um, so it's, it's very easy. It's very simple. And it's a lot cheaper than uh, buying a set of tires on a race car. You doggone right it is. And it's a lot more fun, too. Um, I'm, uh, I'm a happy subscriber, and it's, uh, it's awesome what you guys have created. Nothing like you get done with dinner at night, you sit down, you, you race with the fellas, and then you go into bed. Or for some folks who choose to stay up all night and race, well, there's that option. There's that option, too. It is a lot of fun, and it is just like the real thing. It is amazing about um, the level of detail uh, in iRacing, and the platform is spectacular, and it has, uh, it has come along in just the nick of time here, and it's keeping a lot of folks entertained while we're in this, uh, in this quarantine of racing. And we appreciate you and your team and all you guys have done to get this up and running, not only necessarily from the iRacer perspective, but obviously from the race watcher perspective, watching these races week in and week out. Yeah, thanks, Mike. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it, really is, um, it, it really is powering us through this uh, to see all those comments and the people that maybe never knew what iRacing was or don't even have any interest in iRacing or, or video games or simulated racing. But to see the comments about people, how this is giving them a couple hours of fun and entertainment and seeing the, the sport that they love and the stars that they need to follow 
um, do something entertaining for them and fun. It, it has really powered us through and motivated us to keep putting out these good races. Appreciate all you do, uh, all you've done, all you're doing, and all you will continue to do, Steve. And appreciate you taking time out to bring us all up to speed on what's going on with iRacing here on NASCAR Live. Thanks, Mike. That's Steve Myers, executive vice president and executive producer at 15 Minutes Could Save You 15% or More. Is that Shakespeare? Nope. It's Geico. Uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, giveth thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. .org slash car giveaway. For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering Freightliner and Western Star trucks across North America. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies and components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. Coming up, a little tidbit of the latest Sunday Money podcast with NASCAR Cup Series driver Corey LaJoy. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There, you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checkered flag's waving. I look in my mirror, and here's Earnhardt right on my tail, and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh, no, you don't. As Wallace spins, Wallace's car goes on its nose. Here's stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season. And Davey was behind me, and we came off the corner, and there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. And we welcome you back to NASCAR Live. And for the past two seasons, NASCAR Cup Series driver Corey LaJoy has hosted his very own podcast on MRN.com. It's called Sunday Money. It's really been enjoyable to watch both the podcast following and the brand grow. During this break in iRacing for the coronavirus pandemic, he and his co-host Daryl Mott and Lauren Fox have continued to crank out content for our listeners. Here's just a little taste of this week's episode of Sunday Money. Well, that's uh, back to NASCAR news. Corey, you love these topics. It's Hall of Fame time again. Inductees have been announced. I, I love these I love topics because I understand what you consider somebody is worthy of the Hall of Fame or what makes somebody a good race car driver or not. By the way, I'm not alone. You forget. I'm literally around race fans every weekend when it's not coronavirus. So we talk racing all weekend. I'm not the only one that feels this way about the drivers that you think I don't like. Just so well, what you know. do they know, Daryl? What do a bunch of race fans know? Let's hear who the nominees are. Alexa, so they changed it for this year. There's only going to be three people 
into Ooh. the Hall of Fame. Normally, there's been five. This is Daryl's opinion. This is what he said last year. <laughs> is that they were letting too many people in. He's a prophet. I did say that last year. So now it's two people from the modern era list and one person from the pioneer list. So on the modern era, you have Neil Bonnet, Jeff Burton, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Carl Edwards, Harry Gant, Harry Hyde, Larry Phillips, Ricky Rudd, Kirk Shelmerdine, and Mike Stefanik. All right, Daryl. Who, who are two names off that list that are going to go in on your ballot? Carl Edwards, uh, Harry Gant. Not Dale Jr.? No. Yeah. He doesn't deserve it? He's turned like 39 or 42, or how old is he? Probably like 45. It doesn't matter what, what qualifies you to get into the Hall of Fame or not. Carl Edwards, Harry Gant. What say you? My opinion of somebody who should have the honor to get into the Hall of Fame or any Hall of Fame in any sport is somebody who has left the sport a better place after they left than what they did when they got there, right? Well, you, I can't hear you. You have a little Dale Jr. on your chin. Sorry, can you clear your mouth? Yeah. Let me wipe that off right quick. So a guy like I'm gonna I, I don't want to blast Carl Edwards because he was a badass race car driver, but he took and he took and he took and then he left. How dare you, sir? How kept, dare you? Kept no equity in the sport. If he want, I, I'm good with spending family time. I'm good with taking your money and running, but to completely leave the fan base high and dry, whether it be that he left Gibbs high and dry. Uh, a lot of people on the hook, and when he decided to up and leave without a, a really a heads up that he was going to retire. Um, and no explanation afterwards. No explanation afterwards. I don't know if he's being honest, living in Missouri, wherever he's living, but does, does he, does he, by accolades, deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Maybe one day. Not the first ballot. I, I'm a big Harry Gant fan. Big Harry Gant fan. I, I Do we don't know if he's on my ballot this year, especially being only down to two uh, from the modern era. Mm -hmm. I also don't what's, what qualifies somebody as the modern era versus a pioneer? Is there a certain yeah, – no kidding. Dale Jr., because his impact on the sport. If Dale Jr. wasn't around, the sport would look way different. To this day, it would still look way different. Uh, and then I'm looking also. I'm 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 between Harry Gant or Harry Hyde. I had if I had to pick a Harry, I don't know which Harry I'd pick. Hey. It says here for the pioneer ballot, it is considered uh, designed to honor those whose careers began more than 60 years ago. So for the class of 2021, prior to 1961. Okay, that makes sense. One of your, one of your uh, ballot members, Daryl. Do you know his nickname? Nails. Nickname, then you shouldn't know. Nails. What? Nails. No. Ricky Rudd. No. Nails. Tell about Harry Gant. Harry Gant's nickname was Mr. September because he won every race in September. Ricky Rudd's nickname is Nails because he's tough as nails. I, Ricky Rudd is a tough SOB. 100%. All Jeff Burton gave us was a whiny rich kid in a Supra tearing up Lake Norman. Easy, easy. Oh, boy, Daryl. I actually uh, like Harrison Burton, but seriously. Yeah. Uh, Jeff didn't win a race for the last four years of his career, and it took him 20 years to even get the wins he had. 
Uh, my favorite Jeff Burton career moment was when he wrecked Jeff Gordon or caution at Texas when they got in a fist fight. That was awesome. They uh, slap at each other. Yeah. I, I'm going to go. So my two for the modern era would be Dale Jr. Just because his impact while he was driving and while he's in the booth. And I'm going to go with Harry Hyde. That was Corey LaJoy, Daryl Mott, and Lauren Fox on the latest Sunday Money Podcast. Good to hear from them during this downtime in racing. If you'd like to hear the latest or catch up on past episodes of Sunday Money, be sure to dial up MRN.com on your internet browser or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Coming up, Larry McReynolds of NASCAR on Fox stops by to chat about his latest venture into broadcasting virtual racing. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu. No chill, no burn, no odor. Blue Emu works fast and you won't stink. Seven-point reinforced nylon harness. Check. Carbon fiber head and neck restraint. Check. Thermoplastic nylon window webbing. Check. NASCAR uses innovative technology to protect their drivers. Shouldn't you do the same to protect your Wi-Fi network? With Xfinity XFi Advanced Security, your XFi Gateway safeguards all the devices on your home network. So if it's connected, it's protected. Wi-Fi security? Check. Xfinity, official partner of NASCAR. Visit Xfinity.com to learn more. When you're on the go, missing the side-by-side action at the racetrack isn't a problem. Here comes Logano on the high side. He drives it deep into turn number two. Motor Racing Network brings the NASCAR race to you, wherever you are, so you don't miss one lap of the excitement. Denny Hamlin has won the 61st edition of the Daytona 500. You are the man, D.A. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area. NASCAR on Fox analyst Larry McReynolds joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Wing sprint cars. That's what we talk about on Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tire. I'm Steve Post. Join Aaron Everham and me Tuesdays at noon Eastern time as we talk with race winners and newsmakers from dirt tracks across America. From the world of outlaws to your local track, we cover the greatest show on dirt. Join us live Tuesday on Facebook Live or wingnation.com or catch our Tuesday and Thursday podcast on YouTube or your favorite podcast provider. Wing Nation, your home for wing sprint car talk. This is MRN's Mike Bagley, and your eNASCAR iRacing race day is about to get more exciting. Finish Line, the preeminent free-to-play NASCAR game, is live and free to download for Apple and Android devices. Completely free to play, Finish Line gives you a chance to win or share our $5,000 weekly jackpot. The eNASCAR iRacing Pro Invitational Series is revving up, so get the app and make your picks. Download the Finish Line app today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Each race day is a new chance to win $5,000. Will you be next? This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Many of you have filled the void of NASCAR racing during this pandemic by watching online simulation racing through the iRacing.com platform on various outlets, including NASCAR on Fox, who have been broadcasting the Pro Invitational Series featuring Cup Series drivers from past and present. Larry McReynolds has been assuming his normal analyst role for these broadcasts and has done a tremendous job, as always. Our Woody Kane had the opportunity to catch up with Larry this week to chat about that and more. 
Larry McReynolds joins us now, former crew chief and analyst at both Fox Sports and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Larry, uh, thanks for your time, and this is just a strange environment, strange situation for all of us right now, and I guess you're like everybody else, just trying to figure it out day by day as we go. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely it, Woody, just taking it one day at a time, trying to see what the next day brings, trying to make the the most and the best out of a, a really bad situation. Uh, you know, staying busy, still doing a lot of stuff for Fox and FS1. Of course, the virtual racing we've been doing. We did take the Easter weekend off. Race Hub returned a couple of weeks ago. We're doing it kind of a modified version by good old Zoom from our home offices and uh, still doing Sirius XM NASCAR radio every day with Daniel Trotta. So staying busy, but yeah, just. Just trying to take it a day at a time. I think that's all we can really do. I was asking uh, Jimmy Johnson about this the other day, and even though it's not really a, a, a close comparison, the nearest thing I can think of for the, the racing community like this, and of course the whole country, was 9-11, but there, there may be a few similarities, but still very different. What do you remember about that time and how it impacted the racing community? Because I, I can't really think of another comparison. No, I mean, I, this is my 40th year in NASCAR, and I'm 61 years old, and and, you know, I look at my entire lifetime, and that's the only time that I can remember really kind of being scared, uh, Woody, just with the unknowns. But to mm-hmm. me, the difference uh, about 9-11 versus what we're going through right now is just a few short days after that happened. And, and I preference by saying, you know, here even – you know, almost 19 years later, we will never, ever forget that tra- tragedy and the people that lost their lives and the people that lost loved ones and friends. We'll never forget that. But a few days after that, I, I think we could see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, yeah, the, 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 the world, essentially, our country was shut down for the better part of a week. But, but we were back at Dover, Delaware about a week and a half later, still with heavy hearts, but we were back at the track. And I guess now, you know, we're, we're well over a month into what's been going on. And, you know, in my book, we, we haven't reached the bottom of the valley yet. We're, we're still spiraling down and people ask me all the time, what do you think the plan is? What do you think we're going to do? It's like, there's no way to make a plan until we know we have, we tapped out with where we're at. And to me, that's the biggest difference in what's going on now, Woody, and, and back to 9-11. I know that NASCAR has talked about a lot of contingencies. There's been word that they've been in, in close contact with the teams and trying to figure out if this happens, then we might do that. If it's another thing, then we'll try this. Just give us an idea of what some of the challenges are of trying to go ahead and get all 36 races in, which is the goal, and preserve that 10-race playoff format. It's it's going to take some, some midweek races, maybe some doubleheaders, a lot of things that have been talked about, but now are sort of forced upon us yeah and there's so many people that that have to be a part of signing off how we go about this obviously nascar guiding the ship you've got the tracks you've got the race teams you've got the broadcast partners with fox in the first part and nbc in the second part you've got sirius xm nascar radio mrn prn and you know we need to we need to remember our fans too uh the math says it's going to have to be a very aggressive unique schedule but the one good thing that could come out of this Woody the one good thing there's a lot of things that's being talked about whether it's double headers 
whether it's midweek races, primetime midweek, that we've talked about for several years. Well, this is not the reason we want to be forced into doing these things, but we may do them and we may get a measuring stick how they actually work out. So, uh, yeah, we know it's going to be very aggressive. It's going to be taxing on everyone. When we do get back to the racetrack, uh, you know, we may have to run a few events even without some fans, which I would hate to do. But the good thing is we would be back at the track. We would be racing. It would be on radio and broadcast television. Uh, I know it would be very weird to be there without fans, but I think that beats just not racing at all. Uh, and let's get this thing back to the track and back going. Yeah, at least it's a start, a way to, to get the ball rolling anyway. Uh, you mentioned earlier iRacing and, and the Fox uh, broadcast of those. Uh, were you surprised at how strongly people reacted to that? Because I think it's averaging more than a, a million viewers per weekend. I think people were kind of hungry for something live and something fresh, but I don't think anybody expected it to, to be as popular as it has been. Did you? You know, it probably did catch me off guard a little bit. You know, when we did our very first one and we only covered it on fs1 the first weekend from the virtual homestead miami speedway you know we had over 900,000 viewers but i think about it you know we were the only game in town mm -hmm. you know everything else was replays and re-airs of of older baseball football basketball games hockey what have you we were the only game in town that i guess was really carrying a live event, but to me, the eye-opening number from that first weekend, Woody, yeah, the, the 900 plus thousand, and I, I don't know how they measure this stuff, but obviously <laughs> they have a way. But there, of those 900,000, about 20 to 25% of those households had not tuned into a single NASCAR event in 2020, which remember, would include the, the 2020 Daytona 500. So it's almost like we are creating new fans as we do this, uh, as as we go along, that might come back and enjoy our sport when we're back in the real world. And then, yeah, to have over a million viewers as we carry it on Fox and FS1 the following week at Texas, the following week at Bristol. Uh, again, we did take the Easter weekend off, as we do even with the NASCAR schedule, but we're going to be back at at the virtual Richmond track this Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern on Fox and FS1, and we'll continue to follow the, the NASCAR Cup schedule until we're truly back at the track. Absolutely. It's been a lot of fun. Well, Larry, we appreciate your time, and, and good luck with uh, being as busy as, as we want to be right now because I think everybody is a little bit busier than they should. We really appreciate your time, Larry. No, we appreciate it. We just continue to pray for our country, for this world, and as my wife's mom always said, this too shall pass, and I, I strongly believe we will be back, and we're going to be stronger. There you go. Larry McReynolds, analyst for Fox Sports and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Thank you, Woody. Coming up on NASCAR Live, another installment of the popular 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Okay, time out. You're going to let your budget be the boss of you? Take control with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay for car insurance, and we'll help you find options that fit your budget. Here's some music to get you pumped. Da -dum -da -dum -da -dum -da -dum -dang -dang. I hear your budget laughing at you. Oh, wait, that's just those kids laughing at me. Ignore them! Da -dum -da -dum -da -dum -da -dum. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. With the 2020 NASCAR Cup Series season suspended, Xfinity would like to look back at the Xfinity fastest lap from the Daytona 500. It was turned in by Eric Jones on lap 111 at a speed of 206.035 miles per hour. The Xfinity fastest lap is brought to you by Xfinity. That wasn't just fast. That was Xfinity fast. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. For five decades, the Motor Racing Network has been the voice of NASCAR. And now, it's time to tell our story. They are in turn two in front of Mike Joy. With help from some of the sport's iconic voices. Oh, crap! And I spin around. Here comes Richard Petty! I'm Fred Armstrong. Join me for MRN's newest podcast series. MRN presents 50 Years, the voice of NASCAR. Available for download on MRN.com. And wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. NASCAR local, regional, and international racing. Grassroots racing. From the short tracks of America to the road courses of Europe and Mexico. I'm Kyle Rickey. Join Hannah Newhouse and me for NASCAR Coast to Coast. Presented by Whelan and Hercules Tires. Each week on the Motor Racing Network, we'll talk with the race winners, newsmakers, and grassroots racing personalities. NASCAR Coast to Coast on the Motor Racing Network. Time now for the Whelan Pit Crew Member of the Week. Dwayne Ogles is the rear tire changer for the Wood Brothers. So, yeah, I started at Roush, did the 6 and the 99, did the 21, and then did Ricky Stenhouse's Xfinity car for uh, two years, won two ch- championships with Ricky. Uh, moved over and did uh, the 43 for Almirola at Petty's for a year. Yes. Um, so it's, yeah. it's a roller coaster career. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. All year long, we're celebrating Jimmy Johnson and sharing stories about the seven-time Cup Series champion in a series called 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. Each week, we dive into important moments in Jimmy's career, and they can all be found on MRN.com. Here's Kyle Rickey with the latest. In this week's 48 Stories, we look back on Jimmy Johnson's start in NASCAR and in stock car racing. Coming from the off-road truck series in his native state of California, Johnson met the Herzog family and began racing for them in the ASA National Series in 1998. Johnson's relationship grew with the family, and together they made the venture south to compete in the highest form of stock car racing. NASCAR. I, without a doubt, would not be a NASCAR driver if I didn't meet the Herzogs and we didn't form our friendship and relationship and, and move forward. Um, I was able to help bring Chevrolet to the mix. They were looking for uh, for somewhere to put me, and I knew that they ran an amazing uh, off-road program. They were racing in the Desert Series and also in a series in the Midwest, and they lacked manufacturer support, so I felt like if I could bring that to the table, I could get us together. And in our early conversations, that, that certainly was the goal and objective. 
but we quickly realized and understood that Bill Herzog, the father, and then his two sons, Randy and Stan, that they all three had desires of going stock car racing and wanted to end up in NASCAR someday. So once we all had that common vision, we were able to lay out, you know, a plan of attack and, and how we could and hopefully get to the NASCAR Cup Series. So we ran a few years in off-road together, then they helped me transition into stock car racing and the ASA Series. Um, then from ASA, they purchased the Bush Grand National team that I drove. Um, and then, you know, we were moving down the pathway and I had offers and, and some discussions with other teams to potentially leave. But when the Hendrick opportunity came along, I approached them and, and shared with them, you know, this opportunity. And like the great man, men, they, they were because sadly Stan and Bill are no longer. Um, but all three of them were, uh, were very uh, excited for me and, and insisted that I take this chance of a lifetime with Hendrick Motorsports. So, you know, we got close. We made it to uh, to the Bush Series um, and almost made it to the Cup Series like that original vision uh, was that we shared. Johnson won twice in the ASA Series in 1999 with the Herzogs. In the Bush Series, they finally found NASCAR victory lane in 2001, winning at the Chicagoland Speedway. Jimmy Johnson off turn number four. Now, he has earned this one. He has had to battle all day long to stay up there as he comes down to the line. Checkered flag, and Jimmy Johnson wins his first Bush Grand National race. Jimmy, you told us before the race, you said, hey, we're going to get to talk on the radio. We must have done something good. Now you've really done something good. First ever NASCAR Bush Series win. Congratulations. I, I like to hear Say that again, please. First ever NASCAR Bush Series win. That Congratulations. So awesome. Gosh. The Herzogs would go on to win twice more in the now NASCAR Xfinity Series with Todd Bodine behind the wheel and only remained in NASCAR competition until 2003. The family played a massive role in discovering and aiding in the career of one of NASCAR's greatest, and for that, we thank them. I'm Kyle Rickey, and this is 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. Thank you, Kyle. If you'd like to hear more 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson, they're featured on MRN.com. You can find them by using the drop-down box on the Shows tab. The checkered flag waves on another edition of NASCAR Live shortly. But first, another NASCAR history lesson with Susie Armstrong next. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. It's the Rip the Fence podcast. Three and four, Christopher Bell, a winner at Eldora. Dylan, it's good to see you, buddy. It's I'm good to see you, bud. Congrats. That, that was probably the most exciting win I've ever had in my career. With Dylan Welch and Tyler Burnett. Kyle Larson is a Chili Bowl Midget Nationals champion. When those words come out of my mouth, how does it make you feel? When it comes out of your mouth, it feels really good because you're the biggest Christopher Bell lover in the media center every week. Available to download wherever you listen to podcasts and on ripthefence.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Before we head to the house for this week's show, Susie Armstrong is standing by with This Week in NASCAR History. Thanks, Mike. This week, we're trucking back to 1970. Paul McCartney announced the demise of the Beatles on the eve before the British rock group single Let It Be shot to number one. 
The ill-fated Apollo 13 cleared the tower en route to the moon, only to suffer catastrophic failure, prompting the infamous phrase, Oh, here's the way we've had a problem. And Pete Hamilton decided that failure was not an option at Talladega Super Speedway, as the part-time cup pilot led 19 laps to win the Alabama 500. Pete Hamilton riding right up against the wall, now dropping down low into turn number three. This is the money lap. Hamilton taking it through three, heading into turn number four toward Barney Hall. Hamilton all by himself back there, moving down off that fourth corner, and if he can get it down to the start-finish line, this is going to be his second Super Speedway win of the season. Heading down into the trial and toward victory, the checkered flag is coming out. Checkered flag is out, he laps three automobiles, and Pete Hamilton puts Plymouth Superbird in victory lane of the Alabama International Motor Speedway. 1997. 21-year-old Tiger Woods set a new record as the youngest golfer to win the Masters Tournament, dominating the links at 18 under par, the lowest score in Masters history. The Wallflowers illuminated the airwaves with the alternative hit, One Headlight. And Jeff Gordon used his faux high beams at Bristol Motor Speedway, moving Rusty Wallace from the lead on the final circuit to win the Food City 500. Rusty Wallace with five lap cars directly ahead of the leader. They go off turn two. Wallace falls in line behind Jimmy Spencer. Now pills on the outside of Spencer. Gordon's on his bumper. Gordon's going to try to dive to the inside. He makes contact. Gets Rusty up out of the groove. Gordon goes by and goes into the lead. Here comes Gordon down to the checkered flag. And Jeff Gordon is going to win the Food City 500 after he and Rusty Wallace had trouble getting around a lap car off turn two. Gordon ran up underneath Wallace, pushed him up out of the groove in three, and cut down underneath him off the corner to take the checkered flag. 2014, Peter Gabriel, Holland Oates, Nirvana, Linda Ronstadt, Cat Stevens, and Kiss converged near the shores of Lake Erie, joining inductees into Cleveland, Ohio's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Chris Evans donned his red, white, and blue shield in the reprise of the popular Marvel movie series, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. And Kevin Harvick clashed with Dale Earnhardt Jr. on the last lap in the Bojangles Southern 500 at Darlington Raceway. Kevin Harvick, power move in the outside lane, drives around Dale Earnhardt Jr. Now he drives away from Jr. Harvick by five as he heads for three. Kevin Harvick for the final time off the end of the back straightaway, looking for a win at Darlington. It's up to three, it's up to four, five, Carlington hand off the corner. He'll be the first repeat winner in the 2014 season, and he scores his first win at Darlington Raceway. Kevin Harvick takes the Bojangles Southern 500. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. And we'd like to thank iRacing's Steve Myers, NASCAR on Fox's Larry McReynolds, and Corey LaJoy. And for the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. We thank you for joining us this week as well. And we'll catch you next week right here on another edition of NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. And was brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. And by Blue Emu. Blue Emu's family of products supports healthy muscles and joints, is family-owned, and made here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. 
Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Colbrin. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope. It's Geico. Uh, Yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, giveth thou the berries. For fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com.